They didn't win one? I thought it won. Azul wasn't Azul was not out yet this was not out last year. Because those awards were out in twenty sixteen. It won something. In Germany. Maybe it won maybe it won something in S- at Essen just for presence. Well, it might yeah, there's some awards that are, are given out of like best of the of show or things like that. That might be it. But I think that that it'll probably get nominated for next year for Spiel. I don't know. This was a really great year for um for abstract strategy. I think. And that's and I, that I think it's big. So next year's Spiel this year's, which is usually where the those simpler abstract games end up now. He's going to be a list to look at. So I think it'll be that. I think Azul could be up there, I think. Um, Photosynthesis can be up there. I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised to see one of the fast-forward games hit there. I don't know yet. Maybe I haven't heard that much buzz about them. They had some buzz at Essen. Yeah, but I don't know if once, you know, now that they're in the field, that they're living up to the idea? Well, I know having played Flea, it reminds me a lot of Friday. And that, well, same design. It's just like one of those, it's one of those games where you really, there's not really, like if it was an app, you'd play it over and over and over again. But as a card game on the table, you're going to play it like once or twice just to see if how good you can do. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be done with it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it, and it was a low enough price point that I don't regret the purchase. But it's not necessarily my style of game, where it's, it's very like oriented. I have to play. I still have. Um, that was Flea and. I still fear, have fear. Fortress. So the other two. We have Fear. We didn't get Fortress, but I'm looking forward to playing Fear just to see. But the the theme for Flea with the Alice in Wonderland was kind of. It is definitely kind of a strategy game where what happens is you're revealing cards from this deck that's oriented correctly to learn how to play the game. You're each a character from Alice in Wonderland, and the monster's going to come out, and you choose where it starts. And if you ever start your turn with the monster in front of you, a lost. The game allows you to manipulate where that monster is and turn order and what kind of things you have and drawing cards and you go through various chapters till the end, which like I think we made it to the last chapter and then all kinds of shit went nuts where that we weren't expecting. That we were just like, how how are we ever going to win this game? <laughs> so like if you make it to the next chapter, you know, it kind of resets things and it gets you to a point where you have a new store point. So you don't have to start all the way at the beginning of the game. But the problem is that if you die in, like, the fourth chapter, like, you take one of the things you do to reset is to take the discard pile, which is pretty intense at that point, and just flip it over on top of the deck. Oh, so you have to do all that over again. So there comes a point where we were like, are we going to do this again? <laughs> we care that much. Yeah. The concept is great that you can just pull out deck of cards and just start flipping the play. Yeah, the concept is great, and I do think that it has some abstract strategy, but I think what what its weakness is is where the strengths of a lot of the abstract strategy we talked about today, you can play them over again and we'll be a brand new game. Right. This is, it is a game that has one goal in sight, and it's you when you accomplish that goal, you accomplish that goal. What's the price point of those? I think I paid about the same 
as I did for the exit game. Okay. So like twelve bucks. Yeah, they like list fifteen or so. Again, they're they're cheap. So I don't I don't regret the purchase. We certainly played the game for a couple hours. Yeah, so yeah, it pays for itself. Though. It's cheaper than a movie. <laughs> Unless it's Tuesdays in Minneapolis. Ah, uh, tightwad Tuesday. <laughs> how, how much are you forking out for a movie? Five dollars because they come with a free small popcorn. What? A small popcorn is five dollars here. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I get a movie with it. And I up. <laughs> what are you gonna see next for Tightwad Tuesdays? Probably gonna go. Probably when does um when does uh, Black Panther come? I think it's out this week. So probably next, probably Tuesday I'll see Black Panther. I think we were hoping for like there's a there's a few trailers that people are really anticipating, um, like Aquaman. Um, there's apparently a pretty high budget Predator film coming out this year. Oh really? Yep. Because that's a franchise that has done well ever <laughs> since the first one or two. You know what? I'm always willing to give it a chance. I actually liked Predators. I, I, I so did I. I'm like, it's still... I enjoyed it, but it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, but you enjoy it so much that's not good. <laughs> that's true. But I also, I've also forgotten most of the things about it at this point. I enjoyed the experience, but it didn't have a lasting impact. And Adrian Brody and a dude with a samurai sword. I'm one. I'm in. <laughs> it had, I remember it had, like, Tobey Maguire, and he, he was a twist character. Tobey Maguire wasn't in that movie. <laughs> wasn't he? No, Topher, Topher uh, Grace. You were deep yeah, off for a second yeah, there. Topher Grace <laughs> was a, a twist character, I think. <laughs> they, they get filed together, and we all know that. Fair enough. You mentioned uh, photosynthesis before, um, and I, yes. I haven't played it, but I've seen a lot about it. Where, where does that fall for you amongst the other abstracts we've talked about? It might be my favorite of them, but it's one also that I own. Um, it's a little more involved, I think, than the other ones, like Zen Azul. It's also going to be a little longer. Where people are playing optimally, it can go, if the game can be a little bit longer. Because the idea of this game is you are planting trees and then taking them down for points eventually. But in that process, you are also growing your trees to block out the light of other players. So you can play the game fairly aggressively. Yeah. Well, what's long? Like 90 minutes, two hours? It, it is pushing about, probably about 75 to 90 if, if everyone's playing and thinking of their turn optimally. Okay. We can also be as low as like thirty if people are playing quick. Yeah. It just so there's a pretty big inflation depending on how people are playing. Yeah. I've just I've heard good things about it. Visually, I think it's really stunning. Uh, the theme kind of speaks to me, so I would I would like to try it at some point. The theme to me is kind of like imagine a cake where you have two layers of cake and then a layer of like icing or pudding in the mm -hmm. middle. The theme doesn't make sense for the, for the layer of cake. Then it makes a lot of sense in that thin layer of pudding. And you think about it more again, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's fine. It's got cute trees. It has really nice, really pretty tree pieces. Uh, the, the 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 size works really well for. Are the trees as pretty as our The trees are three dimensional, so it's a okay, different look. I don't think they, have, they don't have that classic botanical look that Arboretum has. Have you played Arboretum? I have, and I own it, and I love that game. We got to we 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 got to demo it for the creator of the game at DexCon. Oh, nice. Or like, yeah, we're going to come back in a couple minutes and give you money now. 
that's that's another game that just falls into that category of simple rules and like excruciatingly tough decisions. Oh yeah. Actually, yes. actually, I think yeah. I played your copy the first time I ever played it at a. If you had it that long ago, I think I played it at the comic book shop. Probably it's it's a, at this point it is now considered I would consider it an older game. It was like fourteen or fifteen, I think, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 been out of print for a while. Three years ago. So, yeah, 15. Con, my first event at Epcot. 2015. Okay. He was yeah. at the comic so store. You must have come to the house. It might have been here. Yeah. It's loud. But, it's been, yeah, it's been out of print now for a while. It's a shame. The guy was incredibly nice. He made a great game. I I suspect it'll come back. I hope so. It's worth it. That's like that, and the, that's a tragic loss for out-of-print games and one Xeno, which... Became not out of print, but all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, we'd like thirty dollars for this card game." <laughs> yeah, one one Zeno only exists in your house, as far as I can tell. <laughs> and it's such a great abstract strategy game. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good game. If if a real company would just buy the rights to it, it's like they reprinted it, but it was just like, "You want how much for what now?" <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried to reprint it. I don't know if they actually got the money for. Oh, that they did because they were asking. You could print. Oh, they did. Yeah, you could you could that buy one, it. That one, Okay, it's it's not worth. No, that, that's a good. Tw- I'll say twenty five. That's generous. very generous. <laughs> but they were asking for like forty, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I like it's a it's a solid fifteen dollar card game. Oh, if it was fifteen, yeah, I would say everyone should own it, put it on everybody's shelf, even if you don't play it. Like twenty five, I could go. I think you'll like this. You'll get the your money your money out. Or like here, play my copy and find out for yourself. Right, right. Yeah. But it was, they were asking, like, something, like, stupid expensive for right. it. And it was just, it's just cards. It's just cards. It's good. It's not that good. Right. But in any case, is there any other um, games that we definitely want to talk about before we wrap up? Hit, hit on uh, most of them. Uh, yeah. I was just, it was such a great year for games. Ones. Yeah. 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 And as long as you keep playing, you keep finding new stuff. I might go to board game night after this, <laughs> depending on how long we chat afterwards. Yeah, I usually lag a little bit behind, so I'm playing, like, last year's games. Yeah, um, But I actually played a couple of 2017s. Yeah. I went to PAX East, or uh, PAX Unplugged, um, so I played some of the first look things there. Um, so I wasn't as far behind this year. I'm sure I'll fall back again. Yeah, go, go, into, go into cons will help. Having friends who poop just blow money help. Wait. I have fewer of those now. Yeah. They're all, like, you know... Trying to conserve he cash. <laughs> he stopped doing that, I guess, because he realized, you know, he has a room full of unplayed games. Yeah, he, he's fallen off the wagon a couple times, but but for the most part, it's like it's for things like like Valeria Card Kingdom. It's a good game. I want to own it. And honestly, for for like sixty bucks, you have everything that they put out so far, and it's it's a, it's not un, unworth it. It's more. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad. I look forward to living in a house with it someday. You will. Um, but no, like, I, I got to play a lot of fun games for the start, and then, like, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be behind. So, like, next year this time, I'll be like, Gloomhaven was so great. Yeah. <laughs> the first quarter of Gloomhaven was so great. <laughs> I played through these three boxes of Gloomhaven. That's, that's what's really tearing me up about it, because I know, like, one of the – when I, I was part of the second printing – Kickstarter, and during it, he did like a, a little mini campaign 
And he's like, we got so far, I'm going to do another mini campaign. And I'm like, but, but no, I don't, how, how will I possibly have time to do that with you? See, that's a saving grace for me because I don't need to play that mini campaign with my friends I'm playing with. I can play that with somebody else or like with my wife or solo or something. So at least I'll get that fixed as I'm waiting for uh, the next two months to pass for our next session. You've got to just play a game yeah. to play games. I will play games with anybody, <laughs> anytime. You've got to come to a daily play of Gloomhaven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But no, it's, it's, it was, there, were some, there were a lot of good games this past year, and I played more new ones than I think any other year I've ever played. I, you know, I think moving really helped me get a, a new spread of games. Sure. And new people. And I was play, also playing like, old games I had never played before. Like what? What's the best old game you played? That's a that's a that's a very tough question. Um, Top two, but but some stuff like just re, I'm just thinking of the past month because my brain isn't that good to play like old old games. But like Via Paletti, I finally played for the first time, and that's a stacking game where you're moving your pillars up and adding things to it. Or on Wednesday, I played In the Year of the Dragon for the first time. Which is a tile set collecting game from Stefan oh. Feld. Oh, it's oh, a party game. That's a, it's an interesting one that I don't know if it, it is actually available. I think it was a I think it was a Kickstarter. So this is a game where you have two teams, and on each team you have one player who is the clue giver. And what you do is so there's one word, but so I will give my clue, but then the opposite team gets to guess first. <laughs> Interesting. And then the other clue giver will give, and then my team will guess. Interesting. It looks like it is available, but it's one of those way more expensive than it probably is. It might be out of print. I know a while, a few months ago, it was on Cool Stuff for a reasonable price. Like $38.80 on Amazon. It's a little high. I think it lists for 40, so it's a little high for an Amazon game. That's a lot like Codenames. It, do, it, it does sound a lot like Codenames, but it's 25 on cool stuff, though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it, that, that's about right. It seems like an uh, interesting twist on the Codenames kind of genre. Yeah, I think Codenames sort of brought in the idea of this team party game. Yeah. And this one is based on, you know, there's a single word you're, you're both guessing. Right. Interesting. That sounds like a, and you'll, you'll, a great game that's going to be at DexCon. F- I would, yeah, if it's a DexCon or a convention, I think it's worth trying. If, if you get a big group, it's worth having. It's definitely on my radar for a party game. It was just great, because, like, I, I've noticed, like, a, there's just not as... Like, some party games lose steam in groups. They do. You always need to, like, supply something new. Yeah. Yeah, a good, a good party game tends to get played a lot. Right, and you then know? you're just like, okay, done. Yeah. Like, it, it, it spikes really hard really fast, and then you never see it again. Right, right. Like, for instance, I assume we're going to take, like, our group will take a break from Telestrations for at least a year or two. <laughs> and then, like, in a couple of years, we'll be like, Telestrations! Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was, well, you'll go, like, hey, what about Telestrations? Oh, that's fun. Let's play that again. Yeah. 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 We've been playing um, some of the Jackbox games. Which is actually kind of fun. Those are fun. You play that at your holiday party. Yeah, and you can play them, um, like, if you set it up right, you can totally play them with other people 
easily by by um, logging into Twitch so that everyone can see your screen. <laughs> but um, so that was like I think one of the funner games we played on that was there's like a T-shirt battle game which was only fun when you realized like well belatedly that you could buy those T-shirts. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Some of those just horrifying things that we wrote on shirts. <laughs> well, it's just, you're horrible human beings, so of course. <laughs> well, it's our friends. True, true. So if I get to put a slow down shirt, I'll put Death From Above or something. Um, but no, it was, it's, I, it was a great year for games, and like, I think all three of us are in the same boat, where it's just like, we're never going to be like at the cutting edge of what comes out. Yeah, but unless someone wants to send us free games and then pay our salaries. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I like barring even salaries, if someone wants to send <laughs> us free games, we will talk about yeah. that. You don't have to pay us anything; yeah. just send the games. Yeah, that's worth a segment. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll do a whole episode too. Beast for Odin. Yeah. <laughs> Insert your <laughs> game here, Kickstarter <laughs> creator. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're no dice tower, but we'll make it work. <laughs> We'll tell all our, our all our real friends about it. That's right, and like trust, like we know lots of people who use their income for games. Yeah. We wish we could. That's right. It's it's I I it was a tough call. I looked up Essen and I'm like I have to pick like two of these games. Yeah. And then I'm like I will pick these two, and thank God, like I picked Azul. Yeah, I want to play Altiplano from Essen when that hits here eventually. Yeah, I, I do as well. I really liked Orleans, however you pronounce it. Um, and they had Altiplano at PAX Unplugged, their first look area. Um, but they had mm-hmm. one copy that was constantly being played, and I never got a chance. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be, that, that game's going to be busy, and it's probably going to, hopefully doesn't sell out immediately. Hopefully Renegade knows how many to print. Yeah. It's going to, and then they'll print more in a year, and it'll be fine. Yeah. That's the way that stuff goes. I think goes. they've been good, though, because I think, I don't, I don't think Clank has really ever been out of print, so... And they've done the whole Clank series. I'm very wary about Clank. Like, people told me I should I play it, but I'm also like, it seems... I like pressure luck, but only to a point. You should play it when you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Like, I think you I think you might like it or might hate right. it. Right. And then, like... Or, I'd say, I'd say like or be underwhelmed. That and Dice Forge were both on my, like, list this year. Like, if you want to buy this from me, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I played Dice Forge. You played Dice Forge, Bill. Yeah, a couple weeks ago I played. Um, it's cool. It's a neat concept, building your dice. It's pretty light. I mean, basically your whole turn is you roll your dice, you see what resources you get, and then you spend those resources on cards that allow you to buy other faces for your dice. Um, that, that, that's the whole game. It, it's fun. It's, it's short. Um, you know, it's not going to burn your brain too much. Um, I'm I'm anxious to see where that mechanism and concept go in the future because I think there's cool things. We can That's do with my. It. F- yeah, I played like half a game of it, and one of the people who say who played the full thing, it's like you feel like there's about almost a full game here. Right, right. Yeah, like like the the framework for something really cool is there. I hope they make it because this is the second game I've seen with that concept. There's a really, really, really cheap one. Um, it's always like $17 on um, Amazon of a similar concept game. I can't remember what it's called, but were you... That's a Lego one? No, no, no. It's it's, a, it's it's You're changing the tile faces of the game, and what is it? Rattlebones. And you're rolling it, and you're getting stuff for it. And 
Like it was, I played it because uh, we got it for someone for as a presence, and it was mm-hmm. fun. But um, like I, I'm like you, I thought I was hoping Dice Forge was the next evolution of that, and it sounds like it's just like not quite yet. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's fun. I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy it. I definitely think there's an, another step that can be reached with that mechanism. Where's my legacy game with dice yeah. and adaptation? <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably. Not- it could be legacy. It could just be something a little more. It needs a little more meat on the bones for that. Yeah, I agree. Game. I agree. I'm, I'm, see, that's great. I'm I'm really glad I'm hearing some of it about these because like there are things that are on my list, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like I said. I think you should you should try playing to see if you like it before you play before you buy it. Right, and that's why because I, I I could see you loving it or going. Well, that's why I was glad, like, because what happened with um, Valeria was that one of our friends brought it over specifically because they wanted me to try it, and, like, I was, I was being a good host, so I, I wanted to play at the other table where there, no one really wanted to play. <laughs> so I had I had my wife play it. She's just like, she's like, it was a good game, you'd like it, but I don't think you need to buy it. And I'm like, okay, that's I, I'll take that ruling. And then I, I got to play it a couple weeks ago. I'm like, they're like, what's wrong with No, at first I'm like, no, you're right. It was a good game. I don't think, if I want to play it, I can just ask. And then like, and then we pass through a game, that, a game night where I'm like, well, he's not here. I couldn't have played this game then. <laughs> I'm like, you know, maybe I should just get it. It's cheap online. <laughs> I played Clank once and was kind of underwhelmed and meh. Um, but then I played Clank in space, um, which is a very similar game. Obviously, it's just a slight iteration of Clank. But I liked it a lot more for some reason. Um, there's a modular board. There's a, a couple different actions you can take. Um, so I, I think there's another version of like Deep Sea Clank or something. Yeah, I think that's an expansion to the base game. So I don't think it's a full new game. In any case, hopefully any of our listeners who play board games will um, get that. What if someone asked a question that I wanted to answer? Uh, they asked. What games are good for multiple players and two players? And we've kind of been covering that as we've been going. No, absolutely. Um, I don't, like, definitely Azul was good. King Domino is good for two and more. Azul was good for two to four, like, equally. Um, I haven't tried um, Valeria Car Kingdoms with two yet, but I got <laughs> And there's, like, yeah, I think we've covered it decently because any of the games that I've said I liked, um, you can take that as this is probably good for two players, barring the one I just said that I haven't tried. Because yeah. I, I play games with my wife. Yeah. And if I can play with other people, great. But I play games with my wife. No, number nine plays the exact same with two as it does with three or with one or five or yeah. Um, yeah, I saw somebody bought a bunch of copies of it and had like a big group session. It's it's the exact same game. I'm guessing you shouldn't play Terraforming Mars with two. Well, you, I touched on that a little bit. It just. I've heard good things, but it seems so sprawling because you still have to hit those benchmarks. And it just takes longer because there's two people. So you're just, you have so many turns. You're playing so many cards um, that you're chaining like dozens of things. Um, and there's a lot to keep track of. And we will warn that some of these games are much pricier than other games. Like we said, Feast of Four Odin is, um, I think it's at the, it's 80 bucks on Amazon. Um, Bloomhaven is easily 100 right now. Yeah. It's 100, 120-ish, probably. You can yeah. get it. I've seen people able to get it for, like, 90 through, like, Barnes & Noble. Huh. Being like, okay, well, I'm going to be a member of your thing. <laughs> oh, right. Which which costs $10, and then you get $10 off $100. And then, then there was, like, a coupon. But, like, still, like, it, 
some of these are much more expensive than others, and then like I think that for price point, you can't beat the strategy games, like the abstract strategy. Those are usually the ones that, where you hit for around like twenty five to thirty. Yeah, because yeah, you figure a four dollar game will probably drop to about twenty five on Amazon given time. Cool stuff too. Yeah, well, cool stuff is a little more even on their on their drops. Well, what I my, what I discovered is. It's it all kind of even out. I get it on Amazon. I pay a little more, but I get free shipping usually if you have a Prime. And if you get it from Cool Stuff, you pay a little less, but you pay for shipping. Yeah, unless you're buying a big box of things. Right. I, I, uh, I'm out of that game. <laughs> or just Gloomhaven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually yeah. true. Well, yeah. There are some games that just one game. Oh man, I felt so sorry for my um, for our postal guy because it's like it's. It's 20 pounds of game. <laughs> no no mistake. That was a 20-pound box that my postal worker had to drop off at my door. <laughs> and I still, like, I'm still kind of breaking it down. It takes a while. And I'm trying... Yeah, given his list 130. SRP was 130? Yeah. And I mean, I think the kick, on Kickstarter it was like 1 or 110. Something it was 100 even on Kickstarter, yeah. And you, you can fit a, a, like two toddlers in that box. It's, it's a huge box. It, it draws the eye. It's kind of like hidden on my floor in front of our Lego cabinet. It's the first thing Bill noticed walking in. It's like glue baby. It's it's a coffee table. Like it's a or an end table essentially. Yeah. yeah. You can put a lamp on there and a drink. <laughs> yeah. It's the size of an end table. But I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to play that game. I was, I was excited for the Kickstarter. I'm excited to actually be able to break it out. The the rules seem very simple, but very strategy-oriented. I've heard nothing bad out of people who, who've played it. And I think it's just because it is very self-selecting of who, who buys it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't trust its ranking on BoardGameGeek, really, because there are a lot of people who are very excited about the game. Yeah. And it tends to artificially inflate those numbers. Although it is very impressive to see any game get to the get to the number one with the way they run their system. True, and they did that. Their rankings, their rankings are a little more meaningful than I think other websites. I will take your word for it. Well, every game onboarding game is when it first is listed gets a hundred scores of five point five baked into it, so that slows down any explosion to a point. Yes, yeah. fair enough. But um, no, so hopefully. Um, people who are interested in board games will get something out of this. I, if there was one thing I could communicate to anyone who was like, some of the things they're talking about sound fun, is that there, for anyone, there is a wide price range of games you can play, and there are fun, fun games at every price range. Yeah, absolutely. There are games that you can pay $12 for and get tons of fun, and there are games that you can pay, as we said, $130 for. Yeah. So it's just all, and like you can always get deals on them. And I would encourage people to like listen to podcasts like like ours, listen to like the board game specific podcasts that do reviews. And if you're not used to playing board games, go to YouTube, look up the game you're getting ready to play, let them teach you how to play it. You will have a lot more fun. Hell, I've 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 been playing games for years. I still go to YouTube to find out how to play a game half the time. Yeah, yeah same here. That's how I learned how to play Gloomhaven before I owned it. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Do we have any recommendations of what podcasts or or sites we use to get recommendations from? I one of the 
like, well, I, I follow a Twitter account that for, for pricing, um, which is, uh, table, tabletop gaming deals. Um, for podcasts, I don't listen as much, but I hear good things about, um, Dice Tower. I listened to them for a while. I, Tom, Tom Vessel rubbed me the wrong way. You should tell on him. He seemed like a dick, but, but not a, but not like a fun dick. <laughs> Yeah, I don't listen to their podcast. I, I occasionally will go to the YouTube channel. Um, and I, I got to know at this point that my my likes and dislikes don't really line up with any of the guys on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they review almost every game that comes out, at, at least the ones that you're going to find easily. So I'll watch them for that, and I'll get a sense of what I would think of the game. I don't really care about their review. Right. At least I'll get like a quick rundown of it. Um, and there's a bunch of other well, I think their video reviews are good, and that they do... They they can give they can give a bad review and convince me to buy a game, right? Based on what they're what, saying. What I would recommend most, and I suspect you two will agree with me, is if you're interested in learning more, like finding new games and learning more about games you have or anything like that, go to a local game store, play games with people. Go to like there's tons of like little tiny little conventions that pop all over the place that have a game room. Go there, play games, do it in public, <laughs> and you, anyone who's done that, you know you're going to run into people that are weird. But you're going to run like into... Us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's good weird, yeah. there's bad weird. There's, <laughs> but you're also going... Also weirdly yeah, normal. You're going to get to a lot of like new games for you, too, that way. Like That's the biggest way to do it. Um, that and having... Like, you'll start making friends that play games, and those friends... like uh, That's how I learn about most of the games, and how I... How my friends do, too, I think, is just like... Sharing with each other. Yeah. It's also how we make friends. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I would argue. Everyone here, everyone in this podcast met at the same store. Yeah. You, you can also, um, if you're more video game oriented, go on to Steam, download um, Tabletop Simulator, um, catch pickup games of games you're interested in to see whether you like them or not. Yeah. Because there's tons of those out there. Like, I've, it's just a, it's a little rough for the user interface has never been quite that great for me. Yeah. But, um, but it's there. And if it's not bad for you, then it's a great way to be like, I'm wondering about this game. Is it worth playing or buying? But yeah, that's what I do. I, I go out there and get the experiences. Yeah. I mean, I'll listen to some podcasts. I've been listening to sit down, uh, shut up and sit down and they're dicks, but I feel like they're dicks I can get along with. Agreed. Yeah. I want, I watch their YouTube channel and they're very entertaining. Yeah. Their reviews are are really fun to watch, okay. and I feel like they, their tastes are a little more closely aligned to what I like. Interesting. The other thing you can do is just to um, like the, once you find games you like, follow those creators. Yeah, yeah. Follow creators. Follow publishers to an extent. To an extent. Yeah, like there are some really strong. Like Stronghold's decent. Stronghold is decent. They they have a wide range of styles and categories too. They do. Like. Blue Orange has been good for abstract games because they've done the, the King Queen Domino. They've done um, photosynthesis. Photosynthesis now. Oh yeah, and I can, uh, talking about Kickstarter is a whole different animal, but that is oh, one yeah. of the ways that I've best gotten a hold of new games. Is just like, okay, well, I backed your thing before. What are you doing now? Yeah, I'll back that. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to keep up with things. Although I've backed less on Kickstarter recently. Going clumps. Like I. I didn't back anything for such a long time, and then all of a sudden, in the last two weeks, I backed three things. 
stupid Valeria card kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might, I might back that for for Tony. They're an interesting one because they they do something I like out of them, which is like they offer like a little side expansion that's not necessary to play the game, but it's it's Kickstarter limited, so that they're like it may be on Board Game Geeks Market and it may be at a convention, but it will never go to retail. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's a we printed a few too many of these for the Kickstarter, and we'll right. give them to BGG and then you know afterwards. And I like that. that it's, it's plus there's pros and cons to that, like because there's two that I haven't been able to get a hold of, like that. Where I'm like I'm just hoping yeah, it goes I, on board game. I have I have mixed feelings on it. I have mixed feelings more on games where I can't get the game after it was on Kickstarter. True, and there was like I. Well, I found this huge fight on Board Game Geek over those Joker tiles for Azul. What had happened was... A huge fight on Board Game Geek? What? <laughs> like, so what the company did was they gave, for like the first thousand pre-orders from their websites, because they wanted to encourage people to pre-order from them, they threw that in for free. And then they took them and gave away another thousand at whatever big, maybe it was Essen or wherever... And then now they have them for like whenever they're in stock for like nine bucks plus shipping from Canada, so it's like fourteen bucks. Yeah. Um, and like people were really like bitchy about it because they're like, oh, you some people got them for free, but now we have to pay like fifteen. That's like that's like a third of the game price. And I'm just like, <laughs> there's an easy solution to that. Don't buy them for fifteen dollars. Right. <laughs> it's not necessary to play the game. So I. I so I, I am very, like, I'm never quite certain how to feel about Kickstarter exclusives. I treat it, like, in the moment. Yeah. I, I very much liked, like, for instance, Gloomhaven, we mentioned. They got to a point where they're like, he's like, I'm going to start running a campaign for you. Like, there's there's 18 extra scenarios yeah. that you can do that I'm just making for everyone. Because nothing else will fit in his yeah. box. Right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, there's a whole lot of other conversations you can have on Kickstarter. True, and I didn't, I didn't is, want to get too deep a, down that well. This is already the longest yeah. podcast that's ever been created, so... Oh, God, that's not our longest. Not, all. <laughs> not, even, not our longest, not the longest board game podcast. Dice Tower goes, like, two, three hours sometimes. Is it really? Wow. I mean, normally we're at, like, an hour, an hour and a half, but every once in a while when we have some guest hosts or a extra special segment of Babylon 5. Oh, all right. Well, I can keep talking about board games for the next two hours, so let's... The, the number of, 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 of people on the podcast increases the time exponentially. Yeah, sure. Like, you, yeah, you should you should go back and listen to some of our science podcasts. It's, uh... Those go easily two hours every time. And I feel like the biggest asshole on the planet, because I, I, I get to play teacher and be like, um, well, moving on. <laughs> like, no, I'm talking about science. <laughs> And, and then I will drag it back, or someone else will drag it back to where it was. <laughs> no, it's, it's very much like hurting smart cats. <laughs> but in any case, I think we've given people a lot of games to chew on. Yep, and if you want to talk to us, I mean, we're all... Obviously, we want to talk about board games far too much. Most of you are, and you know, I think our, our, our end will have has our Twitter feed, so feel free to tweet us about any questions you had about any games and we would be more than happy to answer them. Do you guys have a Facebook page as well? For the yes, we do have a Facebook page. Oh, interesting. <laughs> what uh, what's that? That is uh, all. He's considered on Facebook. Just search for that. I learned something new today. <laughs> We've had that for I don't know five years. Uh, you you actually, actually go there? Uh, I post some episodes up there, like one, like maybe three or four times a year. I don't use it well. It's not auto post. It doesn't auto post. 
I have a board game specific Instagram. Bill Diggs board games, all one word. Yeah, go, go, I follow that. It's worth following. Yeah. I don't have an Instagram account, but I may make one just to follow it. <laughs> you can follow me, and you can see pictures of food and board games. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else Instagram is for? Uh, plant pictures. Yeah. I guess makeup videos for people who do that stuff, but board games and food. And board games. Let's yeah. just let's, yeah, let's let's stay serious here. <laughs> Smash the bottles, burn the corks. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. So carefully, carefully. 